Hey, it's Finn, and if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers And here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com. To start or complete your entire purchase online or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. Hey, it's Finn, and if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers And here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com. To start or complete your entire purchase online or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. The Fan. five o'clock hour thanks for making chuck and Chernoff part of your thursday i hope it's a habit that you make every day we're on two to six every afternoon i'm matt he's chuck hey matt hi chuck and you all are you all and uh we're on after nick and chris 11 to 2 every uh, weekday afternoon they're on after buck who rocks you with one hour of sports power and uh, the locker room starts your day each and every morning so when you're done listening to our show tonight at six you've got 680 rewind some of the best of the best that happened throughout the day today you get out of your car, you wake up tomorrow morning, you're back with the locker room, and here we go again. It's a cycle that you just can't break. Uh, Alex Anthopoulos was on with the locker room this morning. And the fact that, uh, Alex, you just never really know. Besides the baseball, he's always willing to go down another road, and we'll get to the road he wanted to go down with football and Kyle Shanahan and the Falcons. Bro. 
in a couple of moments. <laughs> but he had a, a bunch of things that I know fa- that uh, Braves fans wanted to hear about. Now, I'm a little upset the locker room didn't talk about the biggest news of the day today. <laughs> Luis Guillermo's in camp. Early. Luis didn't wait till players Cannot had to wait. report. Mm-mm. Guillermo's there. Do you know all the insight he's given the Braves on the Mets? We know everything about that mediocre franchise now. Hello, Luis. Welcome to town. Uh, I told Chuck earlier, I had, a, I had a thought last night. It wasn't epiphany. It was a thought, though. I know we all assume, just like the betting markets and the projections have the Braves winning like 98 games. Everybody. But what if the bottom fell out this year? Injuries. They lose close games. Things don't go well. It's sports. It happens. What if they just fight and struggle and they claw to get to 87 wins, but that's good enough to get them into the playoffs? I guarantee you there are Braves fans listening right now going, Matt, I like that route better. I like us taking the tougher path to try to get to the end of the line. How could anybody say that? Just out of because familiarity we with lived it. Here's the last four years of Braves postseason baseball. Even though it was the weird 2020 bubble year, the Braves had to win a best two or three against the Reds in an empty Truist Park. And remember, they were two really close, scary kind of games. Then they had to play the Marlins, I believe, in Houston in the NLDS. And they had to fight back from an early deficit in game one to beat the Marlins. Then they took the 3-1 series lead over the Dodgers. And who knows, if not for some weird base running and whatever else happened, they could have been in the World Series that year. 2021, we know what happened. They started on the road in Milwaukee. They lost game one. Then they win three games there. They beat the Dodgers. They beat the Astros. They took the, the, the difficult path. Then the easy path comes around in 2022 and 23, or should I say the easier you guys are going to get a week off, and you're going to have home, you're going to have home field advantage, and you're going to play the Phillies, who are coming off a series that they just had to play in 22 against St. Louis, 23 against the Marlins, and the Braves lost six of eight in those two series. Doesn't mean it'll happen again, but you know there are Braves fans who are like, it worked for us that way. Why not try it? I don't want to have to entertain that conversation with anyone. I want to win 104 games again, hit 305 home runs again, and steamroll into the playoffs. And if it doesn't result in a championship. I want to be bitterly disappointed because they were by far the best team the entire season. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cruise in with 87 dubs and see if we can be the hot team out of nowhere. Here we are. We're the snakes this year. Seems to have worked for a bunch of teams lately. Though. I don't want to be the snakes. I don't want to be the Rangers. Well, I don't want to be any of those teams. You were them in 21. You liked it then? I didn't because I got a World Series. Of course, the Rangers dishes too. They, but it wasn't a because of. Uh, here's what I will tell you. It wasn't I, a because it's of. It's not a because of. But the teams who have continued to play without that five days have seemingly done pretty well. I don't know. It's a short sample, but just something to think about. And you don't have to yell at me. Uh, let me play you some Alex Anthopoulos. Here he is talking about the impact of Chris Sale, not only on the field, on the on the pitching staff, but on the younger guys in the clubhouse. I think what he's going to do for all the young guys we have with him and Charlie Morton, it's hard to quantify, but I'm a big, big believer that when guys go back down the road, the impact that the Mortons will have had in their career and Sale will have in their career, the way they go about it, I think will be huge. I would agree. There are a lot of layers to the Sale signing. A, we know he's got to be healthy, but B, there is that veteran thing, young guys, edge to him, like all that stuff, all of it. Yeah, there's, there's... now, it doesn't matter if he's not healthy. There's no attitude you can have on oh, the, the elbow doesn't work. Whatever it might no. be. Alex talked about it this morning. Yes, he had Tommy John, but then there have been some weird things. Like, well, what, he got hit on the finger by something. He got a, a line drive yeah. and he fell off yeah. a, a bike or, like, I don't know, a, a pigeon craft on him. Yeah. Something. Like, weird stuff has happened. Uh, here's more from Alex. Stepped in a manhole, a black cat crossed the path under a ladder. All of it. It's all bad luck. Uh, Alex talked about the notion of re signing Max Freed. 
building his roster. And I don't want to be a spoiler here, but Alex is the master of not really saying anything about this. When we're trying to sign these guys, you know, we, we're trying to make sure that we're signing them with the long term in mind that we can still continue to have a great team around them. So we're going to try on all these guys, Max included. I mean, that goes without saying he's great. He's awesome. But it will always be with the intent of hopefully continuing to be competitive. So here's where you have to land on this. If you are one of the people that still believes the Braves were really in on Aaron Nola and gosh darn it, the Phillies offered a seventh year, then by that rationale, they will sign Max Freed. But if you live in reality like I do and don't believe for a second the Braves were even close on Aaron Nola, did they have interest? Yes. Were they even close on the numbers? No, because they would have offered the same deal to Max who's already here. Alex is always doing what? He's going to pay his own guys before he's going to pay somebody else's guy. I don't think the Aaron thing was real, and I don't think they're going to offer Max, which I hate. I wish Max was the exception to their rule when it comes to pitching. He would be my exception. On really, you got a little into the Jay Leno territory there. Um, I agree with you on the six. And since it was announced, six and 163, and the Braves motivated them with that, I was like, that doesn't strike the A-train that I know. Um, I haven't believed there to be veracity of that since – since it was first reported or rumored or stated or tweeted or anything. How would that he have, does not fit what he would do. But how would he have then looked at Max and gone, yeah, we ain't got it for ah, you. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Pull his pockets out. Yeah, what? Well, <laughs> you want me to pay my own money? <laughs> I get, you know what Alex is? Alex is 3-30 and 30 for Ronaldo Lopez. I'll take a flyer on a guy who might start, and if not, he'll be a, a part of the pen. I mean, that's just kind of the history of the way it's been. Again, I'd like Max to be the exception. I really would. I would love them to say, we don't typically do it. We're going to do this. We're going to defer some of it. We're going to keep him around the AAV that we like to keep our guys, and Max will be here for another five years. I'd love that. I don't see them doing it. I'm running through my brain right now the gargantuan contracts that we've looked at with A-Train that have really surprised us. Like three for Will Smith surprised me. What did three for Marcel this time? Four. Yeah, the Marcel one was the one that, and they did it right before camp, and it was coming off the 2020 shortened season. They did did four in, what was Marcel? Was he 65? Does that sound right? Deal last year. Uh, It was best National League, uh, DH in the National League for part of the season. Um, He has done some, like the taking on the extra year for Iglesias. Like there have been a couple of times where I've looked at it, but it has been shorter stuff. Yeah, Iglesias had three years. Not six for 163 for Aaron Nola. Rysel had three years left when when they made a trade, so. So, so he's taken on some money. He's given the three-year deal to Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Some of those have stood out, but it's all shorter-term stuff. All right, what about the World Series or bust mentality? Spencer Strider's already said it. Uh, A.J. Minter's already said it. Does Alex Anthopoulos dig the notion? Whatever fuel these guys want to use, the fact they're not, you know, satisfied with making the postseason and so on, and they're looking at things that way, fantastic. I like it. I like that these guys have a chip. I like that they're they're motivated, they're driven. I think it's a great sign. I think it's a great sign, too, but you can't get to October and April, and I know that's, like, boring and cliche. You can't rev the engine that hot. It's always what I've loved about the Braves. You can call them boring or whatever. Like, they realize in April, if I, I have a crushing – do you remember there was a game last year? They had a 4 nothing lead over the Marlins in the ninth, and they blew it. They gave up like five runs. And they're the same crew of Braves fans who melt down whenever it happens. You know what they did in the Braves clubhouse? They're like, all right, we'll be back tomorrow. And they don't freak out over those the same way they don't celebrate like they've won the championship in May when they've won, you know, seven out of eight. If you read the engine that hot and you're like, World Series or bust, April, May, June, July, that that does frighten me a little bit. No, that is the one big difference. I need 12 seconds here. It's the big difference between baseball and the rest of the sports. Football, you can have, I mean, literally a perfect season. It can be beautiful and right and perfect every Saturday or Sunday. Basketball, you can get pretty damn close to it being beautiful. Every, 
baseball, no team, no matter how great you are, you have games where you're up four nothing in the in the ninth inning, and then nobody can do anything right, and you're a championship club. So, to, you can't ride a baseball season yeah. that way on the lost four nothing lead because it's going to happen a few more times just because. Yeah. That's what baseball is. You're going to lose it's your, the one sport where everybody has it. The Braves will have three instances this year where they lose seven of ten. Like it's going to happen. They're going to have instances where people yell at Snit for not using his best reliever because it's the fourth time in five days he doesn't want to go to him, and they're going to sacrifice a game. And people, well, we do this every year. It's rinse and repeat every year. But that's the manager who's not revving the engine that high. The same thing for the players. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's a yeah. good mantra. Just not one of those things that I think uh, they're going to really start selling to you. It's good to have an understanding, but it's not like mm-hmm. this chant you're going to have every morning when you're staring in the mirror. World Series! <laughs> it's April 9th. But they all know it, too, by the yeah. way. This is not like they don't know it. Uh, all right, so I told you Alex started the conversation. It was <laughs> I loved it. So Locker Room was talking about uh, the Super Bowl and Kyle and kicking off and all that stuff. So Alex Anthopoulos jumps on the phone right away. Before getting into the baseball, he had a question for everybody in the locker room. I'm just going to ask a question. I come in peace. I'm going to duck <laughs> after I say it. You guys are crushing Kyle Shanahan. But I'm trying to understand one part of this. 28 to 3. The emphasis was 3. Why does no one talk about the defensive side of the ball? Why does no one talk about the head coach? And I'm saying this respectfully. Like, why is this guy such a pariah in Atlanta? No one talks about the defensive side of the ball. And why do they get off the hook? Help me understand why it's all his fault. Hey, train. Selective listening by Alex. Bad job, Alex. That's like we kill the coach. The head coach has gotten more grief than the OC because the head coach was the bump on the log hearing the play calls at the end of the game after the Julio catch. So Quinn's heard it all. Here's what the defense thing. The defense didn't get a pass, but that team was built solely on its offense, right? And the defense wasn't going to hold the Patriots to three in the whole game. So when they get to 28-9, you're like, that's fine. When they get to 28-12, that's fine. But the game pivoted at 28-12, not because the defense, because the offensive coordinator who Alex just alluded to decided on third and one that I needed to drop my quarterback seven steps instead, he didn't. Of, instead of just trying to go get a yard. Yeah, he didn't. And that's when the first turnover began. So all of a sudden now the Patriots are on a short field. It's 28-20. The defense then was on the field for most of the fourth quarter, if you go back and look, because the offense almost did nothing. And that's, again, on the OC, and that's on the offensive side of the ball. I'm not giving the defense a pass. That defense was very limited. They played it over their heads at times and really through the first half of that Super Bowl. That, that Super Bowl was lost 99% of it on the OC, on the offense and on and, the head coach, Alex, selective it, listening. Come on our show. We'll talk to you about it. Overtime, the defense didn't have much of a shot. It was, oh, they were gassed. Yeah, it was over. But they were gassed in the fourth quarter. You have to make a play. You're a pro, and it's the damn Super Bowl. It's overtime. Sure. Go make a play. But that's all you – all I have is cliches about what is true. And you Be where really, your feet are. Uh, go make a play. And they didn't. And so was so it you Lance like, White beat us? You like the uh, – no, it was um, – or James White. James White. James White. You like the pie. Oh, yeah, pie graph. Okay, here's the pie. The pie is like uh, 60% Kyle for being a buffoon late in the game. No, no, no. Kyle, 50% for being a buffoon. Quinn, 48% for not overruling him being a buffoon. And then I'll put 2% on the defense. That's brotherhood. There you go. Was that 110%? Okay. 48. No, it's 100, B. Do it. No divisions here. <laughs> Here's one more from Alex on uh, the, the topic of accountability. 
We were talking about with the kid. They give up a ton of points after the three points. Why does that? But I totally get it. But bottom line is the head coach does have final say. That's right. Absolutely. He you know, I'm a big just who's accountable when it's all said and done. You know, who's got I, I tell Snit all the time. Hey, you know, when you're done, you got to go face the media. Like, you better do what you believe is right because I don't have to go answer the questions you do. That's not true. We had Alex on the show the day after the, the Braves lose to the Phillies. And I asked him if he was upset that Snit left uh, Elder in the game to face Bryce Harper. And he did a great job of dancing around it. He really did. Alex! It's the same thing about accountability, though. It's like, if you're Snit, I mean, that's a horrible decision. Awful decision. No defense to it. And you're like, eh, I can't make those decisions in games to be a part of the reason why my team loses. So, I enjoyed Alex the other day. Always loved it. You can uh, hear that interview. I imagine we'll give you some of that during 680 Rewind tonight. And uh, you can hear the whole interview on the 680 The Fan mobile app. Chuck, are you ready? Four. Are you willing? Are you able? To get some rumors. Got rumors. I stopped committing to anything after the first question. I know, I don't, listen, I don't have just one Falcon rumor. I don't have two. I, don't, I have four. These are all quarterback rumors. From? I'll start with Chad Forbes, who says the Falcons, along with the Vikings and Patriots, could all have interest in pro bowler Gardner Minshew as a free agent. They could. All those things are accurate. He's a free agent, and they could have interest. I think the key word there, pro bowler. Love it. Uh, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk said, the Falcons and Steelers are the two teams that Kirk Cousins and his camp are keeping an eye on. I didn't know Kirk had a camp. I want to have a camp. How do you get a camp? You have to have representatives to have a camp. Hmm. And do you have to have a brother like Jackson Mahomes? Do you have to have like a relative? to? I think it's a hanger on, though. Oh, they're not in the camp? So I think a camp is somebody you talk about your future with. Oh, so a camp is maybe like official stuff, yeah, not just. I think camp is like your agent and your, your wife and your, you know, whatever. Like, he's, we're all going to sit down at the table and we're going to talk about my future. I don't think Patrick ever asks his brother about his future. Okay, so like Team Chuck around the kitchen table Correct. is my camp. Okay. Now, I will give Florio credit on a couple of things. He was the first that I saw do the Raheem Morris to the Falcons. He said, if Bill doesn't happen, keep your eye on Raheem. Yeah. He was way ahead yeah. of everybody on that. So. If uh, Florio's got a good kind of feel on this, fine. I don't know who uh, Kirk would pick, Falcons or Steelers. I know he'd probably rather face the NFC South. I'm sure he'd rather play indoors at the end of his career. I'm sure he'd rather have the weapons the Falcons have. They were a playoff team last year without they, a quarterback, which means they do a lot of other things good. They have to, he has to deal with Arthur Smith, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 and Arthur Smith wants Ryan Tannehill. What By the way, indoors for the same money and these – you're right. There's a lot of positives there. I think I'd – at the end of my career, I just don't want silliness. Uh, is Kirk, is his wife from Pittsburgh? No, no she's from Roswell. Or uh-huh, she went to Georgia. Or... No, they got married in Alpharetta. She's from Roswell. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Nothing to do with yins and those yinzers up there. No, this is Kirk having to pick Atlanta. All right, here's another one. This is from uh, Falcon legend Kirk Benkert, who says, if I'm the Falcons, I'm doing whatever I have to do to move up and take Jaden Daniels. He could have a C.J. Stroud type of impact, and he writes in all caps immediately with the roster they currently have. What is Kurt trying to do? Get in the media? Is he, uh, or is he? Kind of a hot take artist on social media. So like uh, latter-day Danny Cannell? You know what, Kurt? He was really uh, a button presser on Arthur Smith. Was not a big Arthur Smith guy. I didn't know that Kurt Banker was on the record. Oh, Kurt, if you follow Kurt on uh, Twitter, he loves, like Falcon fans and him will go back and forth. You follow Kurt Banker on Twitter? Uh, Obviously. Why wouldn't you? No, sorry, Abby. I'm sorry. Is our job? What is our job? Tell me to what our job. Kurt Banker no, no, on reach conclusions. No, no, it's not to reach you. We have to come up with content. We are creators of content. 
And wherever the content comes, how would you find you? Where do you find your content? Conclusions or content? No, no, that's creating what you think yeah. is a conclusion. We're trying to find content. So if uh-huh. Kurt Banker says we should trade up for Jaden Daniels, I just gave you content. Oh, I'll find stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one more from uh, Plaxico Bures, who believes the Falcons would be a good destination <laughs> for Justin Fields. Wait a minute. What, did we just spin the Twitter wheel and land it on Plax? Well, this was on Twitter. This was on the FS1 morning show with uh, Craig Carton, where he said uh, everybody's saying Atlanta's okay, what is- one quarterback away from being able to compete in the NFC South, and he believes Justin Fields, the Falcons, would be a good destination. I see his son just committed to Notre Dame, maybe. That's correct. Um, so what is Plex doing as a studio guest? I'm just giving it a hot take. Okay. What else would you do? I, I just question. all these people. I don't know. Maybe he's just hanging out? Maybe. No, he said the Falcons would be a good destination for Justin Fields. Maybe he's one of their three guys that sit on the couch and go, I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's McAfee. That's very different. There's your rumors. Speaking of McAfee. Bro. Apparently, the McAfee-Bill Simmons beef continues. And now it's just going to be a, ba- a battle of who gets the last word in. So if you don't know the backstory here, Simmons did this whole thing on his podcast about all McAfee's guys do or say, bro, hey, bro, bro, what about the Cowboys, bro? bro. What's going on there? And then so that was his, his bro. Point. Then you had- essentially it was, is this what we're going to do? Is this right. really what a show is? That was kind of the whole take. Well, then you got Simmons or excuse me, McAfee responding by just showing how big his audience is. I've got 30 times more followers than Correct. you. And right. he did, by the way, on the Super Bowl parlay at right. 30 times. Now you've got Simmons who I'm going to play this for you. This is all a long and whiny road to the very end so he can take a shot at McAfee subtly without saying his name. Take a listen. Have you noticed how with sports ratings, everybody's sports ratings are up on TV? Like we just had the Super Bowl came out. It was the most watched Super Bowl ever. It's like, man, that that seems weird because I thought people under 25 were on TikTok and on YouTube and on Snapchat and on all the streaming services. You have so many more TV choices. Why would the ratings go up? And then you see like ESPN, they do at the end of the year or the end of the month, be like highest ratings ever for Get Up and all these different shows. Same for Fox. All their shows are up. Everybody's ratings are basically up except for the NBA and whoever replaced the 12 p.m. Sports Center. You know who replaced the 12 p.m. Sports Center? McAfee. Mike Bro. He went the whole way there just for that. Just for that little subtle shot at Pat McAfee. This is interesting because to me, because – I. The online digital fan brigades, like Bill Simmons is dwarfed uh, by online followers and fervent whoever. Oh, the McAfee army's louder. Okay, absolutely. He's dwarfed by that. Bro. Um, Don't try Tay-Tay fans on social media, I have been told, Mm -hmm. that you will will be digitally assaulted. Mm -hmm. Um, That's assaulted. Bill Simmons is looking at this going, I don't care. No, he doesn't care. He's rich. He's a millionaire. I, Whatever. I think it's his age. He doesn't probably right. fully grasp it. And then also his money, I think it gives him a freedom very few of us has. He looks at a, a, a someone who could crush him in a digital space and say, I don't care. It's still buffoonery. But I think he also realizes I'm playing I'm playing checkers. He's, he's drafting. Playing. Well, no, but he's, he's like, I'm playing chess. He's playing checkers. Like, he thinks he can outmaneuver. McAfee's response is going to be, Bill, look how big my audience is. He's an academic and higher all that yes, stuff, too. He's a you're writer right. and a background and, and all very this stuff. serious, takes himself. And, right. and Pat, all Pat has to do is yell, I have more money. Or just, I have, I have a bigger audience, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So I'm here for all of it. I like a good uh, feud. A uh, couple of basketball things here quickly. Hawks lost in Charlotte last night to the Hornets. 
122 to 99. I will say this and I will say it clearly. That was a gutless effort. Gutless, gutless, gutless. From a bunch of pros who looked like they didn't care that were already on the All-Star break. Gutless. Everybody in that organization, they have to know what I know. That was gutless last night. They just didn't care. Charlotte is so epically bad. They were 12 and 41 coming in. The Hawks were a seven and a half point road favorite, which I told you, run away from that number. And the Hornets won by 23. I don't know what that organization does. I have no clue. I don't know what the owner thinks. I don't know what his kid thinks. They're boobs. I don't know what the front office thinks. But I know this. Here's how we get here. They're at the all-star break at 24 and 31. Just embarrassing. Let's remember. Well, how do you get here? Well, you gave up too much to get DeJounte, who everybody told me was an all-star. And my response is, DeJounte's good. He's not great. He's good. You gave away Herder for nothing. You kept tempting the fate. We're going to trade Collins to eventually get nothing for him. You overdrafted Hunter. You overdrafted a Kongwu. You have no salary cap space left. Here we are. Like, this is not by accident. The GM got the hell out when he saw what was happening. It's, it's a mess. It's a, was, they should be embarrassed. Was there a move back in 21 other than bringing Nate in? Like, yeah. how did they get hot and turn that on? I think you saw that team peak. I think you saw just everything came together for the team at the right time. It really did. But like, they, that's, they fired Lloyd and hired Nate, and that was the season right. that they went to Milwaukee, right? Yeah, that is the season. that they Remember, they're... And so there wasn't a big trade deadline? No, like, no, no. No, no. The only thing they did is they added... Uh, they oh. traded um, playoff Rondo for Sweet, oh, that's right. for Sweet Lou. So they're not going to... And obviously trade deadline, so it's they can match that. They didn't add anything... No, they don't, they're year. not going to go into the tax. That's not happening. What, uh, that's what I'm saying. And, and plus, the, the trade deadline's gone. I'm talking about this season. Yeah. Um, they're the 10 seed, I thought. What, what is the likelihood, the chance, the possibility that you have a, re- a repeat? None. They, they're, so it's not that they played a bad defense. They don't try. Like last night was another they didn't try. Like I, I watch pro basketball players not try. The hell? Like fake it. Clint's back after the break. Good. Well, it can't hurt. And Yekka will be back. It can't hurt. We'll be back. Whatever. Just gutless. Uh, and then Georgia Tech lost at Notre Dame 58-55. So the Jackets dropped to 10-15. 3-11 and 11 in the ACC. So they're tied with Louisville for last place. Damon Stoudemire, like I know he wanted this gig because he's like, I'll recruit. It's Atlanta. They all think that. Every coach that's come in here after Bobby Crimmins. And it worked for Paul for a little bit. But everybody after Bobby comes in, they're like, it's Atlanta. It's the ACC. Here's the truth about that program. They're never going to get back to the way it was with Bobby because the landscape in college basketball has changed. So is the ACC. Chuck, do you know the numbers? Georgia Tech has two winning records in the ACC in the last 20 years. It has, over the past couple of decades, you've got more numbers, but it shows that Bobby was the outlier, not the goal that it should have always been this yep. way, and why isn't it still that? No, Bobby was the exception, and yep. part of it was Bobby. A big part was of it was Bobby. Part. part of it was the environment where you could go to New York City, and if you recruited a kid, he's going to damn probably stay with you for three years. So Crimmins had nine straight tournament teams. A Final Four team, an Elite Eight, and two and three Sweet Sixteens. They were fun to watch, man. That was the place to be for hoops in Atlanta. So Paul took them to the national championship game in 04. They've only made the NCAA tournament four times in the last 20 years since then. Now, Damon's, run- in game. <laughs> Damon's running into the same stuff that Brian Gregory ran into, that Pastner, and it's only one year. It's not even one year. So Damon's got a lot of time and recruiting and all those things. The problem they run into is the landscape has changed so much that the ACC is not even a good conference right now. It's top-heavy, but people don't run to the ACC anymore. 
That used to be a selling point of come play in the ACC. Oh, they expanded for football, and it turned the basketball conference into just another conference. If you looked at the top 25 in college basketball right now, when Bobby Cremins was doing what he did, you didn't see Iowa State or Baylor or Dayton or Creighton or St. Mary's or FAU or Indiana State or Gonzaga. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if they'll ever get back. I have my doubts, though. Like, it's, there was a point where they had NBA players every year for a decade plus with Bobby. They got on a run with consecutive ACC Rookies of the Year as well, and that's just a memory. It's time to wing it. Presented by WNB Factory. Serving up Atlanta's best wings and burgers with over 60 locations. Find yours at WNBFactory.com. All right, we've been taking your wing it at idea answers at the Harris, uh, Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed. Um, Vern Lundquist announced his final Masters will be April. He's walking away. Vern is one of the great soothing play-by-play voices. If you want a Sunday nap, you listen to Vern during the... And that's not a shot of Vern. It's just so comforting. Oh, no. And that's supposed to be the pace and the tone of it. And it's his 40th Masters. And he said, that'll be enough. But he's also just... Even in football, he doesn't scream and yell. He's just great. So we asked you for the most soothing play-by-play voice. Uh, Steven said I could listen to uh, Brandon uh, Gauden and uh, Ben Ingram all day. As far as soothing. Ben Ingram has some of that. I I mentioned Dave Hubbard. Ben Ingram, same thing. Yeah. a lot of Jim Nance votes for Nance doing the golf. I don't love him in football at all. Got to be golf. Yeah, it's it's golf. Uh, West Durham got a vote. A few more Ben Ingrams. Ernie uh-huh. Johnson Sr. is another good one. Ernie wasn't a screamer. No, he wasn't. And he wasn't a, I will say, a technically per Like Pete Van Weeren was a professional broadcaster. Yes. And Ernie was the ball player who knew baseball and would talk to you. Uh, Tim said he liked gold, even though it's. Not an Atlanta, Georgia guy. That's fine. Scott Howard got a vote. Okay. Pat Summerall. Pat never showed any emotion, <laughs> even in the most emotional oh, times. Most soothing play-by-play, and somebody said Scott Howard. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want didn't to say it. Say Todd Ellis at South Carolina. <laughs> he <laughs> screams the entire time. Now, somebody mentioned John Facenda. Did you play-by-play? Because he always did no, the voiceover. he voiceover. Yeah, yeah, he was the uh, voice of God on NFL Films. So great voice. He was the Frozen Tundra guy. You guys will send your answers to the Harris Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed, the most soothing play-by-play voice. All right, coming up next, we're going to find out how smart you are, how smart Chuck is, and how hungry you are. And if you're smarter than him, it'll pay off with some grub. We'll find out how it goes next. Your chance to show you're uh, smarter than Chuck is coming up. Just a couple of moments with Chuck and Chernoff on the fan with you till 6, then it's 680 Rewind. So still stay live, local with us, talking all things uh, Braves and Falcons and Georgia. You'll hear the best of uh, 680 throughout the day. I uh, just checked my uh, phone on the app there. It tells me new uh, booking came in for somebody wanting to join us in Texas for our Austin trip. Just got a uh, booking from Gordon and another one from Rick. And those guys are smart because we are running out of rooms very quickly. I told you last week we had our initial inventory of 10 rooms gone and then 20 rooms gone and then 30 rooms gone and 40. Here's why. Atlanta sports trips, which we've announced all of our trips for 2024, with still a few more that we're looking to add. But I know Austin is on people's mind because F1 is going to be in town. Austin's going to be a zoo that weekend, and the rates for hotel rooms are through the roof. We secured a hotel right down the road from Darrell Royal Stadium. And for the price, you're going to fall in love with it because you're going to get the Hotel stay, you're going to get a Friday night meet and greet with the Georgia legend. You're going to get a Saturday tailgate, ticket option, F1 add-on, all kinds of fun. But you have to grab the room inventory. Once we announce full pricing and details, you can cancel if you don't love the price. But it's a 
refor- uh, refundable deposit. Make it now before the inventory is gone. Once it's gone, I can't promise you these prices. You can go to atlsportstrips.com while you're there. We put up our uh, trip to Anaheim to see Atlanta's local baseball team, head out west to face Mike Trout and the Angels. We're going to take a trip to Vegas to see the Dirty Birds and the Raiders, trip to Tuscaloosa for the Dogs and the Crimson Tide. Go to atlsportstrips.com. Get it done today. It's suicide. You've seen him. You know how strong he is. You can't win. It's time to win. Shucks. Dinner! Served up by our next chop shop, a fresh modern expression of the classic American steakhouse. Sales guy beat me out of card last week. I was sad. But most weeks, I get three cards, and it's just an exemplary meal. Uh, I've told you, the best Caesar in Atlanta, great desserts. My wife swears by them. Tremendous ribeye. Uh, get the onion rings on the table. Figure out a way. Uh, great bar scene, just a fantastic place to go. Love you, Arnett's. All right. The way this works is we give you guys your category. You'll get 60 seconds. You're trying to outpoint Chuck. If we have a tie, we go to overtime. If you win, you walk away with a gift card from Arnett's Chop Shop. Your categories today are Tigers, Sunday, and Red. I see what we're doing there, and I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Brian Gephardt's going to be your host with the most today. Let me welcome in our first contestant. Here's Jack who joins Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. Jack, how are you? Hey, fellas, how are you doing? We're just living the dream, Jack. Thanks for playing yeah. along with us. Is this a uh, first time, or have you done this before? Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm, I'm sure ex- you get that all the time. No, I'm excited when I hear that. It makes me very happy. Uh, Let's what, go, baby. <laughs> what do you do for work, uh, Jack? I am a uh, high school educator. Are you one of these guys who doesn't want to say the school, or do you want to throw them a bone? I'm sorry, say that again? You want to say the school? Because everybody shies away when I ask you what school, and they're like, Yeah, oh. I better, I better so be careful about that. Like, yeah. Is it a secret? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not a secret, but if it's after four, I could probably say something. Oh, I got you. Yeah. What, what county? I'm in for size. Okay, I'm going to start narrowing it down. All right, Jack, your, <laughs> ca- your category <laughs> options here are Tigers, Sunday, or Red. Let's go Tigers. Tigers it is. Let's put 60 seconds on Jack's plate clock. We'll see if you can win Chuck's dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. All right. Mike the Tiger is the live mascot for this SEC school. Oh, you. That is correct. Tiger Woods is teeing it up today. What is Tiger Woods' legal first name? Eldrick. That is right. Tigers were a major part of the act for this German-American magical duo. Siegfried and Roy. That is correct. Comerica Park is the home of this professional. Tigers. He's on fire. Steve Mm -hmm. Harvey is the current host for this game show. Uh, The one with the square. Uh, Family Feud. That is correct. This is the national language for the Ivory Coast. What does this have to do with Tigers? Uh, French. That is correct. Simple math. 132 divided by 11 equals what? 12. That is correct. All right, uh, Jack, good work. Hold on one second. I'm going to tell you this. Chuck is going to get all these. And if he doesn't, something's gone horribly wrong. Somebody grab Chuck from there. He comes from the isolation chamber. All I'm saying is this is wheelhouse for Chuck. These are layups. These. This is a layup line before the game. Like these are uh, these are four-foot putts. Hi, Chuck. Hi, I'm thrown off. Uh, speakers are up outside, so I had to go down the hall. Oh no! That's so, on me. That's on me. I'm out of my comfort zone. Did you go to the right? Uh, yeah, I went down to the place where the chair is. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, again, these are layups for you. If All right, you, well, let's you, go then. If you miss one of these, this is missing a bunny. All right, change the name of the game. Let's give Chuck three cards. All right, it's called Win Chuck's Bunny. Uh, take a deep breath. Mm. Is that all? <laughs> I knew it. All right, so Chuck, your category is Tigers. Tigers. 
Let's put 60 seconds on Chuck's play clock. Let's see if he can keep his dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. Mike the Tiger is the live mascot for this SEC school. That is correct. Tiger Woods is teeing it up today. What is Tiger Woods' legal first name? Eldrick? That is correct. Tigers were a major part of the act for this German-American magical duo. Oh, that was uh, Siegfried and Roy. Yes, Got that's one right. Ate the guy's neck. Mm-hmm. Comerica Park is the home of this professional sports franchise. Uh, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Steve Harvey is the current host for this game show. Family Feud, and he's funny. Yeah. This is the national language for the Ivory Coast. Uh, Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, I believe they speak French. They do. <laughs> and simple math, 132 divided by 11 equals what? Uh, that'd be 12. That is correct. Told you. Layups. Layups! Uh, did Was there a contestant who also got it seven? So that was Jack. They were layups. I mean. Well, Jack, I want you to. He got seven as well. You know what that means. The score tied. I know what it used to mean. I mean, Chuck had a card. Don't talk over the production. It means overtime. Special overtime rules in the playoffs. So the way this is going to work, the caller and Chuck will be offered the same question. Whoever comes closest is going to walk away with a Arnett's Chop Shop gift card. All right, uh, Jack, here is your question. Brian, go ahead. Tigers are a very endangered species. According to the World Wildlife Fund, how many tigers are currently on Earth? Ooh, I'll say 5,000. All right, let's get Chuck back in from the isolation chamber there. He'll be given the same question that Jack was offered. Brian Gephardt again offered Chuck uh, the same question, please. All right. I protest this overtime thing, by the Why? way. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying it'll work better when I got the card. Gotcha. We'll see you in a minute. Ah. Tigers are a very endangered species. According to the World Wildlife Fund, how many tigers are currently on Earth? Oh, uh, 4,000. All right, actual retail price. 5,574. You know what that means, Chuck. Congratulations to Jack. He's a winner. He said 5,000. You said 4,000. You're dumb. Everybody knows there's 5,000 tigers. Everybody. How did you not know that? A little let down by this. You win. Jack, congratulations. A let down by this. Take uh, maybe some of uh, your other high school teachers there in that Forsyth County school, and you guys go enjoy Arnett's Chop Shop. Congratulations. All right, let's move on to Does our next. Jack really want to win this way? I think he did. He really earned it. I was impressed. Chuck back to the isolation chamber. Here's Witt, who joins Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. Hi, Witt. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Are you having a great day? I am. Yeah? You ever played with this before, Witt? I have not. I'm a long-time listener, first-time first time caller. That's exciting. Uh, Whit, what do you do uh, for a living? I'm in school currently. Really? What grade? I'm 10th grade. 10th grade. Are you allowed to say what school, or is that off-limits? Like, nobody wants to say what schools they're in. I'm not going to say what, which school. What the hell kind of world is nobody knowing? Okay, fine, Whit. Uh, you, 10th grade, so that makes you, like, what are you, like 16? I am 16. 16. You have a car? I do. Oh, so you can drive Darnets. Do you have a girl that you can take on a date there? Yes. What's her name? India. I think you just picked a country. <laughs> I she, did not. She's real? Yes. It's not like India Glass? No. Okay, never mind. All right, Wade, I'm glad we got to know each other. Your category options here are Sunday or red? I'm going to do red. Red it is. Let's put 60 seconds on your game clock. Here's your chance to win Chuck's dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. Red Auerbach won nine NBA titles during the 50s and 60s while coaching for this franchise. The Bulls. That's incorrect. The Big Red Machine won four National League pennants for Cincinnati in this decade. 
pass. During his Big Red sponsorship deal, this fictional race car driver said, if you don't chew Big Red, then F you. Pass. Purple minus red equals what color? Blue. That is correct. Jeff Probst is the current host for this reality game show. Jeopardy. Mm, That is incorrect. This is the national language for Taiwan. Pass. Mm. Simple math. 32 divided by 8 equals what? Four. That is correct. All right, circling back around. All right, there you go. Wit, hold on one second. We get Chuck back in from the isolation chamber. That was Wit, the uh, 10th grader. Has a girlfriend named India. Has his own car. If he wins, he is driving her over to Arnett's. Sounds like a uh, put-together young man. I like him a lot. He's a long-time listener and a first-time caller. A little tough to get all seven answers and not get a card. Just, I just want to say that, but I'm fine to move on. I told you, the Falcons had a lead the entire Super Bowl. Didn't get a trophy. A little tough. Just so. saying. So uh, you're playing against a kid, 10th grader. So let's go easy on him. That's all I'm saying. All right. And at some point, if he, Gumption. If he sets uh, fire to the living room rug, go easy on him. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, your category here, Chuck, is... Uh, is red. Arnett, you be careful, young man. You get into Arnett's. All right. menu. Red. Take a deep breath. <sighs> Understand that menu. One more. It's the reverb. First lady's lucky. All right, here we go. 60 seconds on Chuck's plate clock. We'll see if he can keep his dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. Red Auerbach won nine NBA titles during the 50s and 60s while coaching for this franchise. Boston. That is correct. The Big Red Machine won four National League pennants for Cincinnati in this decade. 70s. That is correct. During his Big Red sponsorship deal, this fictional race car driver said, if you don't chew Big Red, then F you. Is that Ricky Bobby? That is correct. Shake and bake. Purple minus red equals what color? Oh, gosh. Purple what? Purple minus red equals what color? If you have purple and you take red out? Take it out of there. Minus would be a giveaway. What would that make it? That's Mm. the question. Pass. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Probst is is the current host for this reality game show. Oh, uh, that is uh, Survivor. That is correct. This is the national language for Taiwan. Uh, English. Eh? Simple math, 32 divided by 8 equals what? Uh, 24. What? What? That is incorrect. 32 minus 8? Is that a new math? 32 minus 8? Divided by. Divided by. Mm, Yeah. Got to listen, you know? Holy cow. Frick! Yeah, that's tough. Colors and numbers are tough. I know it. I thought you said minus. We did say minus on the color. Right. But You You had purple and you took red out? Red's in purple? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Red and blue. You're looking for blue. Yeah. Really? So you got four. It's not bad. It's not good. No, I had more than that. I had at least six. No, no, no. You struggled. Five, probably. You, you Five. Should. Now, the good news for you is Wit was born in uh, 2007, so he didn't really know the Red Hour back era nor the, the 1970s Steelers. You can't win! So Wit got two. But you shouldn't feel great about it. That was that was a pitcher's duel right there. You scattered some hits and you got out of it, so that's a big dub for you. Look, look at him. He doesn't care. He's so I happy. had five. <laughs> you had four. I'm pretty sure I had five. You had five minus one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's right. All right, our final contestant is John, who joins us on the fan with a chance to win Chuck's dinner. Hi, John. How's it going, Matt? Doing well, my friend. Uh, have you ever played the game with us? Yeah, I played last Christmas around uh, the time of the TCU game, and I thought I had tied, but I guess I didn't. But uh, oh. So I'm back to try to redeem myself. I like you got to get over that, but I like how it drives you. It's like it's what spurs you it's on. Been it's just been, it's, 
it's been bothering me for sure. a while here. You're like the Braves. This is Winchuckston or bust. Uh, your category right. this time around is Sunday. Sunday. Well, I could have done well in that red one. But, I know. Uh, I'll that's, take Sunday. Yeah, that's, uh, listen, you're going to do well in this, John. I have a great feeling. Let's put 60 seconds on his game clock. He, he can, I know he can. Let's see if he can win Chuck's dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. Sunday, Bloody Sunday was released in 1983 by this European band. You too. That is correct. What do Christians call the Sunday before Easter? Uh, Palm Sunday. That's right. The Sunday night football theme is currently sang by this star singer. Jerry Underwood. That is right. What is the Spanish word for Sunday? Um, pass. Drew Carey is the current host for this game show. Price is right. That is right. This is the national language for Guyana. Uh, French. That is incorrect. Simple math, 54 divided by 9 equals what? Six. That is right. Circling back, what is the Spanish word for Sunday? Sabado. Hmm. That is incorrect. All right, uh, John, hold on one second. Let's get Chuck back from the isolation chamber there. We'll see if he can uh, hold up his end of the bargain. Now, that was John, his uh, opponent in this round. John played last Christmas, thought he had won. Maybe some chicanery happened, something around TCU. I really lost uh, focus on what he was saying, but he's back for revenge. Oh, yeah, story. I think his uh, motto was win Chuck's dinner or bust. All right. Okay. Down two. Your category this time around, Chuck, is Sunday. Sunday. Deep breath. Good. Okay. I like it. Let's put 60 seconds on his game clock. We'll see. If, yeah, it sounds bad. We'll see if Chuck can keep his dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. Sunday Bloody Sunday was released in 1983 by this European band. You too. That is right. What do Christians call the Sunday before Easter? Uh, Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's right. The, sun, the Sunday night football theme is currently sang by this star singer. Is it Carrie Underwood still? That is right. What is the Spanish word for Sunday? Oh, God. Uh, sabado. That is incorrect. Oh, is that Saturday? Mm. Ah, Sabado Guillante. Mm. Frick! <laughs> Drew Carey is the current host for this game show. Uh, Price is right. That is correct. Ah! This is the national language for Guyana. Uh, that would be French. That is incorrect. That would be English. Mm. <laughs> Simple math, 54 divided by 9 equals what? Divided by 9? Divided I would by. say 6. That is correct. Anything else? Now you get 6? So you got 5. And I think you were looking for Domingo. Mm. Memory serves for my ah! second year of Spanish. Uh, Domingo, is that correct? <laughs> Look at me. I'm not having a good day. So you got 5. It's not bad. I didn't, I didn't, exp- I didn't know we were doing this today. Well, it's Thursday. Uh, sneaks up on you every week. So you got five, and so did John. No! Yeah. I'm giving a lot of right answers to be going to overtime again. Yeah. With the score tied, and at the end of regulation, we'll go into overtime. That's right. There are special overtime rules yep. in the playoffs. Yep. So here's the way it's going to work. Uh, again, uh, Brian, you will offer the same question to John that you will offer to Chuck. Whoever's closest is a winner. I want, I'll choose the question first. You want him to do it? I don't care. Oh, no, he's on hold. He'll hear it. Never mind. Get out. Leave. Okay. Oh, I see what you did. It was a Kyle Shanahan thing. That was funny. He's not even a dad, and that was funny. That was very good. Uh, John, here you go. Here's your question. Ready? John, how many monthly listeners does U2 currently have on Spotify? Hmm. I'm sorry. Who, who 
has how many listeners? Yeah. Here, listen real quick. How many monthly listeners does U2 currently have on Spotify? 80,000. All right. Let's get Chuck back in from the isolation chamber. He'll be offered the same question that John was offered. Whoever's closest is walking away with a card. I don't feel good about this. All right, Chuck. Here you go. Here's your question. All right, Chuck. How many monthly listeners does U2 currently have on Spotify? No, monthly listeners. There's a bunch of people in the world. <laughs> I, like the way, I like his thinking. It's a good start. Yeah. All right, I'm going to say monthly listeners or subscribers? Monthly listeners. On Spotify for U2. Mm-hmm. Right, That's right. the question. We're doing great. Uh, I'm going to say 40 million. 40 million a month. <laughs> What's the actual retail price? 22 million 5,000. Guess who won? Chuck. Is that right? They get twenty-two million a month. Twenty-two million a Is that month. Possible and five thousand. And just Spotify. Just right. Spotify. Just Spotify. Just right. listeners. John said eighty thousand. Oh well, he came up short, didn't he? A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. You almost kept a minute, Chuck. That's true. What? A lot of right answers to only get two cars and almost one. Fire up the band. All right, took care of business again. That's what he does. Speaking of business, we have some unfinished business. Coming up, we will follow up on an unanswered question from yesterday. And all I can tell you is it involves a very punchable face. Take a shot at him next. You can't win! Sports Radio Broadcasting company. Uh, 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 uh. Chuck and Chernoff as we wind things down on this Thursday. I've got good news, Chuck, and I've got bad news. Good news, please. Well, the good news is we've got unfinished business. Yeah, that's fun. I like that. Bad news is we don't have time to get all the unfinished business. Right. Don't worry about the clock. So what we're going to do is we're going to hold over. Like, unfinished business is typically things we don't have time to get to. And ironically, we don't have time to get to the things we didn't have time to get to. Well, they will continue to be unfinished. This is more my fault. I've got to do a better job of clock management. Oh, we're, no. you. I, you don't I'll take the blame here, me. Matt. I'll take the blame. Yeah, but it's the head coach here. I've got to do a better job. I can't let my coordinator Thank you. That's a good leader there. Yeah. So this is on me. I've got to do a better job of handling the clock late in, uh, in shows. And I will. I'll get better at it. We'll, My we'll, coach talked to me before the show. <laughs> so. We'll go back to the drawing board and look at what we have to do to correct that. Here's the exciting news, though. 680 Rewind's coming up, right? All things, uh, your favorite fan stuff throughout Cut the day. Cut the ribbon. I know it. So let me thank uh, Colin Madden. Excellent work. Thanks to uh, Brian Gephardt. An excellent job. Thanks to uh, Heath. Who is, what a warrior Heath is. Battling, he says he's not sick. He sounds horrible, but he's a warrior. Battling through every illness to continue doing the yeoman's job that he's doing. I will remind you also to wake up tomorrow morning with the locker room. 6 to 10, they'll get your day started. You'll hang around with Buck from uh, 10 to 11. Nicholas and Christopher from 11 to 2. And then Chuck and Chernoff, we're all tomorrow live for our Strikeout Leukemia and Lymphoma Radiothon at Beaver Toyota. So hopefully you guys will uh, dig deep and help us to raise as much money as possible. Have a great rest of your Thursday evening. We're back tomorrow at 2. 680 Rewinds coming up next. Good night now. Okay, bye. 
Hey, it's Finn, and if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers And here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com. To start or complete your entire purchase online or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune in to 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. Hey, it's Finn, and if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers And here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com. To start or complete your entire purchase online or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business. And it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. 